the easiest, quickest way to start shifting your identity is most likely to take very, 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 very small actions. And yes, I have those skills, but is that my character? Is that, is that something that I have to be? Or is that something I just defaulted into without even thinking about it? And so hopefully everyone can be thinking about their own identity, their own character. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, number 1140, the three most important words for success, consistency, sustainability, improvement. Today, for episode number 1141... One simple way to start shifting your identity. Happy, I think it's Halloween. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on now. Monday. No. Yes, happy Halloween to those who celebrate Halloween. 31st. Yeah, 31st, yeah. yeah. I was going to I was gonna do it up and I was going to make my lights orange and maybe have them change colors, but Alan and I just, there's already too many things to do and we're already behind, so I couldn't we do it. We were also considering dressing up as each other. Yes. Yeah. So I'd wear a hat and a hoodie and... My He'd my fake a... my fake business degrees couldn't they wouldn't come in in time that was a problem for me my <laughs> fake business degrees they wouldn't come in so and my fake plant I would need a fake plant it would be a whole thing it would yep. be a whole thing All the right. fake plant is critical yes definitely one simple way to start shifting your identity I had somebody message me the other day and Alan I'm sure you get this a lot too and it's really cool this person sent me an audio and they said hey I know you might not know the answer to this, but every time I've ever asked you for help, you've always been able to point me at least in the right direction or you raise my awareness. So I know something good will come of this. And I was like, all right, cool. I appreciate that because usually I don't feel like I'm helping or helpful at all. So that's really good. I'll take that. That's a win for me. And this person said, how did you start shifting your identity over the years? Because I have this, this inner talk with myself and I have determined that my identity is holding me back. For the longest time, I've identified as somebody who can't be consistent, who can't really become financially free, who is afraid of all these things that I pretend that I'm afraid of. And I said, it's very interesting. And this person asked for a book recommendation. And I said, it's very interesting because the thing about the book is, yeah, you're going to learn and it'll raise your awareness, I think the best thing for you is to start taking action. And I understand Alan, have talked, Alan and I have talked a lot before about deeper understanding and then tactics. But I told this person, I said, this is the deepest part of the understanding. Right now, you're doing things that are directly in alignment with what your current identity is. So if I am not the type of person who can be a public speaker, every time I have the opportunity to speak up in public, I'm not going to do it. Because I am not the type of person. That is not in alignment with my identity. I said to this person, we have to create a knockdown list. And all I mean by a knockdown list is come up with 5, 10, 15, 20 things that, and I'm putting this in quotes for the listeners, someone like you couldn't do. Make them very, very small, sustainable. The Going back to last episode, something sustainable where you can start. And 
that's one way that you can start shifting your identity because you're going to start proving to yourself that you're capable of more than you realize. And the story, and I've said this before, but I think this is the best example. Somebody wanted to be a speaker and this person reached out to me and I said, well, we have to get you speaking. Yes, we could have you say positive affirmations and say, yes, I'm a speaker and I'm the best speaker and I feel comfortable speaking in front of crowds. Sure, we can do that too. But the best way for you to, to shift your identity is through taking actions in alignment with your new identity and out of alignment with the old identity. So I told this person to send me a video. I said, just send me a video of you speaking. That will literally be you putting a piece of paper in the bucket for the person that you want to be. And if you can stack that and stack that and stack that and stack that, eventually your identity starts to shift, even though it's you're kind of brute forcing it. And the reason I gave this this advice to the person who reached out to me, Alan, was that's what I've done over the last five years. I didn't want to be a speaker. I never planned on being a speaker. I never said I was the best speaker. I never, other than being on the podcast, I never practiced speaking. But when I gave my first speech, then I identified as a speaker. Once I crossed that threshold, it was like, oh, I'm a speaker now. I actually did a speech. Now I'm a speaker. Now I can focus on improving as a speaker. So I think that many of us, there's this, there's this chasm between this is who I am, this is who I want to be. I think the, the easiest, quickest way to start shifting your identity is most likely to take very, 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 very small actions. Obviously, you're not going to go from not being a speaker to stepping on stage in front of a thousand people. Like That most likely won't happen. And honestly, it probably shouldn't happen. So I think action is, is the cure-all. Uh, we've been talking a lot about identity lately, which I think is good. I think it's one of the most important concepts when it comes to your life in general. I was on the, the zoom, the zoom, the zoom machine. I was on zoom with a client yesterday. First, first call with this client. And I took her through quantum goal setting. For those of you who don't know, essentially what it is, is here's the results you want way over here in the external world. Here's the character, the mastery the mentors, the inner circle, the contribution, and the, uh, what's the other one? You've got characters, number one, number two is mastery, number three is inner circle, number four is process, the process, number five is contribution, and number six is mentors. So here's the mentors you need, here's the process you need, here's the identity you need, aka the character you need. I think when it comes to your character, and I realized this on the call, People think their character is like set in stone. Mm. Like they don't think it's moldable really. And I understand why that is because there's certain things, like for example, I have always been uh, a very focused, fairly intense human being, even as a kid, okay? Does that mean that I have to be that way or does and, and that I'm inherently that way and there's nothing I can do about it? Or does that mean that I have had goals that have required that of me and that I've chosen to be that way because that's what's best. That's what I believe is best. And it's a combination of both, I think. And I think that one of the most important pieces whenever we talk about identity change is let's talk about character for a second. Like, what is your character? Are you a kind person? Are you, are you outgoing? Are you shy? Are you introverted or extroverted? Are you, do you have ADHD or are you intense and focused? Like, there's so many labels that you can give yourself. And 
Are you basing those labels off of past objective evidence of how you actually are? Or are you basing those labels off of like the latest evidence that then pigeonhole you into that type of person? I'll never forget, and I've told this many times, I was told you're amazing at math and you're not very good at English. And I went to special uh, English classes to learn how to read. I, I needed extra help on how to read. And But yet math was like right there for me. Okay, so was there some truth to that in the beginning? Was I naturally inclined to do well at math and naturally inclined to not be as good at reading? To this day, I'm not as good at reading as I am at math. But here's the problem. Once you're told that and you're a little kid, now all of a sudden you you go where you're valued. All my math, math teachers love me, right? Of course, I, I'm getting rewarded for this. This is great. Awesome. I'm good at math. I'm good at math. I'm good at math. I'm going to be an engineer. Engineers make a lot of money. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And then I never work on English. I never read. I never go to extra reading classes. I My 1B plus in all of high school was in honors English, so I never took honors English again. So you have to be very careful with... I wasn't inherently bad at reading. I think I happened to be bad at reading, and I found out why. My sister used to answer questions for me all the time. Mm-hmm. And my sister used to read to me, so I never had to read myself because she was older. And so now I know, oh, okay, I wasn't bad at reading. I just never practiced because my sister always did it for me because she was three years older. She read me Moby Dick and all these, when we were kids, she used to read to me. And so here I am getting told you're great at math, not good at reading. And so what do I do? I double, triple, quadruple down on math, which makes that true. And then I avoid English and reading and writing and all that. And I think that that's, it's very important for everyone to look into their past and go, okay, here's what I was told about myself. Here's what I started telling myself about myself. And then was that ever really true? Or was it based in some truth that was now massively inflated and then doubled and tripled down on? And I think that at the end of the day, this episode in particular, let's have the conversation of can you change your character? Mm. You know, because because character traits can be changed. I can remember in the past, um, what's a character trait that I had? I would say in the past, I was fairly um, outgoing and extremely audacious in public. I, I don't consider myself really that way anymore. I'm fairly reserved and obviously I can still, you know, capture a room and all that. But I don't have to be that way. At your wedding, I was very reserved. You know, I was very laid back and I had fun, but I wasn't like, I didn't have to be the life of the party. I think at one point I used to identify, certainly in college, I used to be the life of every party, Mm. friends with everybody. It was, it was a thing for me. And yes, I have those skills, but is that my character? Is that, is that something that I have to be? Or is that something I just defaulted into without even thinking about it? And so hopefully everyone can be thinking about their own identity, their own character. And then how do you actually first you have to realize you can change it and then you have to actually take action to the contrary to your point hey guys so i wanted to give a little bit of my experience about um group coaching i'm learning stuff i'm applying the habits and i have other people that's doing the same exact thing one of the biggest things that i think i gained from group coaching is when i went through that month of being so sick I was so determined that I would just try to do as much as i could and i just couldn't wait until i felt good enough to get back to doing all of them. I've just seen so much growth in myself and I am so appreciative to have the group, to have, you know, that immersive experience. And I really appreciate 
all that y'all do. Yeah, I think it's, I'm thinking of it, and again, analogies, the, the way my mind usually goes, but I'm thinking of it is as like, if you had a bucket for everything that you wanted to do or the type of person that you wanted to become, whatever that means to you. So say you, you had a bucket with 10 things. These are the 10 things slash character traits slash competencies that I want to be, that I want to do, that's ultimately going to become my identity. How often are you putting, just think of it, a drop of water every day. How often are you putting drops of water into the buckets that you don't think you can become? I mean, it really, when you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. If you don't think you can do it, you'll never take action in it. You'll never get the potential feedback that keeps you going. And it's very much the, if you don't believe you can do it, you're not going to take action. If you don't take action, you're not going to get results. If you don't get results, you're not going to get pain. If you don't get pain, you're not going to contemplate. If you don't contemplate, you're not going to have a new awareness. And if you don't have a new awareness, you're not going to change your mind. You're not going to have a different feedback. So I think of it that way, Alan, where... I was, what was I doing? Yesterday, I was looking over our finances. I was in a, on our Stripe dashboard and Stripe is a, I never even know how to explain it. It's what we use to invoice. It's everything. It's all of our, our money management, basically, in terms of our income. And I was looking at the graph and we're up like 35% since last month, right? The nice. last four weeks were up like 35%. And I'm looking through it and I'm looking through the stats and X amount of new customers and average, uh, average cost per customer and all that. And I had a moment where I was like, wow, two years ago, I never would have believed I'd be able to do this. But I, what did I do? I track the finances every day. Of course, I'm going to feel like I understand business or I feel like I'm going to understand spreadsheets or I feel like I'm going to understand numbers, profit margins, percentage, it, all of that. It's, it's so interesting where I think for most of us, we just got to find a place to to start small and start throwing drops in that bucket. Just start throwing drops in that bucket because it's this weird thing where what used to seem impossible is now very normal. It's now super normal. I had a, and I told you this, Alan, I had somebody reach out to me. I was referred to a potential podcast client by one of our other clients. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll have a conversation with this person. That's of course I'd, I'd love to. The idea was this person wanted this person said, hey, can I refer you people? Like, can we come up with some sort of commission structure? And I said, yeah, I'm open to talking about that. Let's talk about that. But when I was talking to this person, I said, look, if you want to refer us people, you your podcast has to be next level. It's not going to work if they're looking at your podcast and we're doing something completely different. I said, I think it would benefit us both if we produce your podcast. And this person's doing five episodes a week. And I said, how much are they, how much are you getting charged and all this stuff? But I ended up sending an invoice for a couple thousand dollars. And this person is going to be a client. At one point, that would have been impossible. Every step of that, I would have had to text Alan and say, hey, what do I, what should I say next? Should I, is this a good price? It, do I change the verbiage in the email? Like, what do I do? Do I send the invoice now? Do I give a little nudge and say, hey, the email sent, just pay the invoice at your earliest convenience. All of that stuff before, I did not identify as the type of person who could do that. Now I do that all the time. I don't even think about it anymore. So mm -hmm. I really think that's the, that's the good way to look at it is if you do something and it's just small, you're just throwing a drop in the bucket, drop in the bucket, drop in the bucket, drop in the bucket. By the end of a month, you're going to have maybe a quarter of that bucket full. By the end of six months, maybe half that bucket full. And it's just going to keep compounding. But you do have to start. I think that one of the downsides of self-improvement 
is there's a there's a big difference between studying and practicing. And it's very easy to study. There's a million audiobooks, there's a million podcasts, there's a million books, there's a million YouTube courses, whatever. But taking that understanding and bringing it into action, I think that's where most people get stuck. What's one small thing you can do today that would prove that you are not the identity that you don't want to be and you are the identity that you do want to be? That would be my takeaway from this episode. Well said, man. Honestly, it's really important. Uh, and it's interesting too. We talked about right before this episode, I said I was playful and I was joking. I think it was even before we talked about what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And I said, remember when you didn't know what a PL was? Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's a profit and loss statement. And I was just joking, but it's hilarious because it's like, you're like, now you know exactly what that is, exactly why that's a thing, you know? And several years ago, you wouldn't even know what I was talking about. You'd have thought it was some restaurant or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. where, where's P&L burger <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and it's just like, but see how much can change in such a short time. It's like, and it is interesting because I remember you used to text me with stuff like that. What's the profit the margin? And I remember you didn't even know what profit margin was, right? It's yeah. like, it's fascinating. It stacks quick. Um, one more deeper layer, which, and then we do have to jump. So the deeper layer is when you have a certain goal, and maybe this is true for me, so I'd, I'd defer to you in this, Kev. But what I've found is that my character gets molded by my goals a lot of the time. And so early in my life, Kev, and I've always talked about this, Kevin, I've helped him become more successful. He's helped me become a better man. Obviously, we've both done both, but more so the others. And one of the reasons why I think I got lost in the sauce, for lack of better phrasing, and I was unfulfilled is because my goals took me places that my core values weren't aligned with. Mm. And I didn't know core values. I always knew my goals. I didn't necessarily know my core values. So, you know, oh, I want to be a millionaire. Okay, go sell cigarettes. I'm going to be deeply unfulfilled knowing, and I didn't sell cigarettes, by the way. That's not what I did. But the point is, is that I didn't understand that the character traits that I needed to develop in order to achieve the goals that I was going for was were naturally happening. Mm. And so for those of you out there watching or listening to this, what are the implications to your character of the goals that you've set? And how much of your character, by the way, is predicated on your goals? Or more importantly, how much of your character did you default into because you didn't have goals? So uh, I was talking to Kev just the other day and I said something along the lines of like, I can't believe that this person doesn't know this thing. And he's like, well, they had no reason to know it. And I was like, oh, that's interesting because why would they ever go find that out when they didn't have a goal that requires them to know it? Kevin knows what a P&L statement is and he knows all those finance stuff and he knows profit margin because he has no choice. You can't yeah. build a hundred million dollar business without knowing any of that. Yeah. He didn't know that because he inherently was into learning. No offense. No, no, no He knew good. that because he had no choice. He had to learn it in order to achieve his goal. And so goals and character are a lot more connected than we think, aka goals and identity. And I think you either defaulted into your character and your identity based on no goals, or you probably did what I did, which is default into your character and identity based on what you thought you needed in order to achieve your goals. Mm. And so it can become very, very convoluted very quickly. So, But it's just something to think about. Convoluted. That's an interesting word. Yeah, this is a good one. I Again, when you wake up, ask yourself, what's one action I can take that's going to be a drop in the bucket for the type of person I want to be? 
something small. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be big. We there's so many examples of how this has changed people's lives. I I use my story because I understand my story more than I understand anybody else's story. But everything, not everything, but most of the things I do on a daily basis. At one point, I didn't think were impossible, and I didn't identify as the type of person who could do that. Entrepreneur, business owner, 1,140 episodes. CFO. On the, CFO, on the way to speaker. having a million, a multi-million dollar company, speaker, all that stuff. Podcast coach, all that stuff. That was None of that was in the, in the works for me. So yeah, small drops in the bucket for the person that you want to be. Next level nation, we, as you know, want to make sure that no matter where you are in your self-improvement journey or where you are in your financial journey. There is somewhere for you in our business. We have a free course, nextleveluniverse.com. Alan and I want, well, I wanted to charge for it. Alan said, hey, we should give it away. Alan won, so we're gonna, we, we've are gonna we been giving it away. But it's super valuable. And if you are the type of person who wants more, you want to go deeper, please check out this course. I guarantee it is worth your time. There's worksheets. You can download it, take it at your own pace, and it's totally free. Speaking of worth your time, so I keep mentioning quantum goal setting, and I, I actually give this as homework assignments to all my clients. And the reason why is because it's a deeper understanding about how to actually achieve what you want than what I think most people really understand. I certainly didn't understand it when I was young. And so um, it's it's quite powerful. And the, the premise is if you want this external result, you have to align all these other parts of your nature and your life to actually achieve that outer result. In other words, it focuses on causes, not effects. So check that out. The link will be in the show notes. It's a, probably like a 10-minute read or less, and you can actually do the exercises or just read it, and um, you will definitely leave it more aware than when you went in. Next Level Nation tomorrow for episode number 1,142. What does discipline mean to you? We had a lot of people that engaged and watch this one live. So make sure you check that one out. Happy Halloween. If you're going trick or treating, if you are celebrating Halloween, be safe tonight and don't eat too much candy because you'll get a bellyache. As always, we love you. Appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We'll talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuitKid, and Alan is at Alazarus88. Also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow.